summer always seems to mess with my money plans with the added trips, outdoor activities, last minute parties, and new outfits. And let's admit, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I decided to finally do my mid-year budget check and invite you to the party on this episode. Let's walk through step-by-step very quickly how to pull your funds together from the shambles of pieces that the summer has left them in so that we are prepared for a productive and financially abundant fall and winter. What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Brittany Ball of the Be Chic Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about the healthy intersection between your money, career, passion, and purpose. So yes, today we are talking about how the summer has our money looking funny, right? It is very easy to lose track of what you have, where it's going, and um, just keeping up with your plans for the rest of the year, all your goals for your money for the rest of the year, when you have so many opportunities to do more things over the summer, especially with us being in full swing, like a couple of years outside of the pandemic in terms of like quarantine time, we are seeing a ramp up in activities and things that require financial contributions to enjoy our time this summer. And it becomes very easy to get lost in the sauce and forget what some of our goals are to ignore our budget a bit, fudge the numbers a little bit to make things happen that weren't necessarily a part of the plan. Now, that's not a problem if you're able to, you know, get out of that situation and start to turn things around in your money. But it is important to take a step back at some point and reorganize your mind, reorganize your plans and reorganize your bank accounts. So today I thought I'd share my process that I just finished on my own with my own budget for this last paycheck, but also this quarter and the rest of this year. It is a great time to take a look at your money again because we are officially past the halfway point of the year and we don't want to lose steam towards our progress, right? So I have a quick four-step plan that you can follow to get your money together for this new quarter and the second half of the year. So you ready? Let's get into it. The very first step that I do when it comes to reorganizing my money and just getting a clear understanding of where I'm at is transaction logging and money journaling. So before you can even know where you want to go with your money, what your goals are, although you might have set them at the beginning of the, of the year, there is an adjustment obviously that has to be made be based on the progress that you've made so far. You want to get an idea of where you are right now, a snapshot of where your money is, where you are in progress with your goals and where you are in progress with other areas like saving, debt payment, all of those things. You want to get a snapshot of it in one place. So how I do that is by logging all of my spending that I've done in a particular period. So for the example that I'm using today, I was just doing my budget for the last pay period and I only have to log all of my transactions from the last 14 days. That's not a lot because I do not physically um, 
spend my money too much there's mostly just bills to keep up with and making sure i got those numbers correct when budgeting but if you are looking at your money for the first time in let's say months i would say that looking at your spending from the last 30 days and comparing that to your balances of all your accounts should be sufficient that gives you a good idea of the patterns of your spending um, from the last couple of months even if it is just a snapshot of one month that just gets you started so like I said, I like to periodically log all of my transactions. I don't do this for every transaction, but if I do want to get a snapshot of where I am right now, I will do all of my logging from the last 14 or 30 days. And not only do I put these all into one place, but I also categorize them so that I can see what areas of spending is getting most of my money. This helps with goal setting and budgeting moving forward because you know where your money has been going and where it has not been going. I also like using a money journal and I do have a money journal template on bsheetcollective.com that you can download for free to get an idea of how you've been spending your money but from a more reflective standpoint. I love using my money journal when I feel that I am not in alignment with my money goals. If I feel myself feeling anxiety around money or I have a scarcity mindset, I know that there is some type of misalignment with the abundance that I know is given to me from my God who supplies all our needs. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we preaching in here now that um, that needs to be, you know, rectified that needs to be fixed it needs to be realigned you know I'm going back to the money chiropractor when I pull out that money journal and there is a daily and weekly template in the free planner on my website that you can download and that's something that you can do for a week two weeks a month it's not meant to be done forever but it is meant for you to see where your money is going what mental state you're in every time you're spending your money and how you can make adjustments based off of what you have reflected on. So using the money journal is another way to get a snapshot of where you are with your money to determine where you want to go next. Now that we have an idea of what we want from our money because we have seen what we have recently uh, done with our money, we have taken a look at the patterns, it is time to set our goals. Now with this being a mid-year thing and most of us planning our years on an annual basis from January to December, we can take a look at what we set at the beginning of the year, our intentions for our money, and where we have gotten so far in relationship to those goals. So looking at it from a quarterly basis and then also the first half of the year, where we have gotten and how we can move forward with continuing to reach towards those goals. I also like to break my goals up by quarter and months and really hone in on short-term goals that I wanna reach because that just helps me get to my annual goals. I love having a goal that I can look up and say, oh, I met that goal a month ago because I was able to narrow it down to smaller short-term goals that were easier to digest and easier to wrap my mind around in achieving that 
little by little built up to helping me reach my ultimate goal. So focusing in on these short-term goals is something that I strongly suggest if you find it hard to stay focused on an annual goal because if we're being honest, it's really hard to stick to a singular goal for 12 months without wavering if you are not really focused on what those things are that contribute to those bigger goals. And speaking of, I do have an episode, or I believe a few episodes, where I talked about taking your larger goals and breaking them up into smaller ones so that you are able to um, be more effective in reaching them without getting discouraged or wavering because you're so focused on the big picture when you really need to be focused on the small tasks that add up to big impact. So I don't want to leave you with this abstract information. Let's get into some examples. In my personal life, thinking about Q3 specifically in the second half of this year, I have decided on the following things. I want to purge my home and sell some items. So I know this is something that is normally done in the spring with the whole theme of spring cleaning, but I finally got the motivation up and pretty much opened up some mental space to be able to tackle a home purge where I'm getting rid of things that I have not touched within the last year or more that I think I can continue to live without. So keeping that in mind from a financial aspect, I want to really be focused on purging my home of things that do not serve me anymore or serve my family or household anymore and potentially getting some income from taking that step and getting rid of these items. My second goal is to say for Christmas, I always have a less stressful and more focused on like being with family and all of that type of year when I start to plan early in advance for Christmas financially. So setting a savings goal that I'm putting money aside for Christmas um, starting in July so that come October when it's time to start spending money on gifts and getting airfare for those who do have to travel like us to be with family for the holidays. It's less stressful because we already have that money banked up for that season versus diverting a lot of our funds that we're earning at that time of the year to make uh, Christmas plans and travel happen. And then my last goal is to save $5,000 just because I want to have a strong, what is it, a nest egg or an emergency fund for um, my household, for my well-being, for my peace of mind, just wanting to have that savings to continue to grow. My goal is to save uh, $5,000 for this half of the year. So those are some of my short and midterm goals that I'm laser focused on with my finances. And so when I look at my budgeting and my spending for the upcoming quarter and second half of the year, or I should say this current quarter for the rest of the quarter and the rest of the year, I know how to adjust in different areas in order to support these specific goals. So I now have an idea of where I'm at with my spending currently because my transaction log has given me a snapshot of what I have been realistically doing in the last couple of weeks to month. And then from there, I created my new goals or I revisited my annual goals in order to align what I'm seeing in my money and what I want from my money for the rest of the year. Now that the 
groundwork has been set. The foundation has been put into place. I can actually go into creating budget rules and my expense list for the upcoming months and next couple months that make up the rest of 2023. A lot of this is easy to follow that I've laid out in my budget planner because I have templates for each of these steps that you can just rinse and repeat every pay period, every month, every quarter, um, every half of the year. You can implement all of these things into your own budgeting. So the next step I consider is creating your budget rules. Now, my budget rules are specifically for my spending and saving. They are guides that help me determine how much and what and when, where will I put my money that is outside of my bills and other obligations. Obligations are subscriptions that I have that has a built-in due date on a monthly basis. So that can be for something that is utility, but also discretionary funds like my Spotify. I'm always using that as an example. My Spotify subscription or Amazon Prime, things like that. So I also at this time kind of lump into my budget uh, categories, like my budget rules and expense planning is credit card hacking. And I do hope to have a podcast episode about this soon. I'm still a baby in trying to do like advanced credit card hacking, but um, being able to determine like what spending goes on which credit card to maximize my rewards has been a big part of my budgeting in the last couple months. And it has earned me a couple of hundred dollars that I've applied to travel recently. So I'm very happy with those results, but I know I have to stay on top of it in order to continue to see results there. So that is a part of my budget rules as well. Now, to give you some context, these help prioritize essentially all your spending. So it helps you cut out things that aren't as important to you that you find yourself spending money on. But it also helps you refocus and center your spending on things that are a priority to you. For example, in my case, travel over clothing. I'm going to create a budget rule that ensures that I have money set aside for travel rather than clothing, at least for this quarter and this half of the year, because I know when I do have money set aside to travel, when that trip is coming up, I will set aside a smaller clothing budget. Um, In the last year or so, I've actually found success in clearly articulating for myself, I do not mind not spending a lot of money on clothing and accessories, particularly because I spend most of my time at home with being someone who works from home, that I will just spend money on new clothing and accessories when I have an occasion to. So not just a special occasion to go out, but um, a travel occasion that allows me to refresh my wardrobe for the type of weather that I'll be experiencing on my trip or for a specific activity that my husband and I have planned for a a few weeks from now, I can justify spending money on an outfit. Being able to create very specific to me budget rules like that help me better maintain my spending and to not go crazy. Um, Some other examples of my budgeting priorities that inform my budget rules include beauty maintenance over dining. So I'm going to put a manicure over a, um, a Starbucks run on a weekly basis, you know, or outdoor activities over a gym membership, knowing that I'm not the best at consistently going to a gym where I feel like I'm getting my money's worth 
from my membership. So I will just put more focus on having activities that are pre-planned. And although they may or may not require a financial commitment, like an admissions fee, I am still getting out and being active and I'm getting outdoors, which is even healthier than just running on a treadmill or an elliptical indoors. So those are some of my budget rules. Think about what is a priority for you in your general spending and shifting your money in a way where it serves you on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis. Now, in tandem with my budget rules, I also have an expense list. So not only do I have my utility bills, my regular subscriptions, my budget rules, but I also have an expense list, which is essentially a catalog of all of my regular spending that isn't a predefined amount and due date. This includes things like grocery shopping, personal care shopping, um, my dog's daycare, things like that that are fairly regular, but they are flexible in terms of due date and the amounts. So having a list of those items as well helps you pull all of this together and put it into your budget. And again, I just want to shout out my budget planner that has a template for all of these things so that you can just pull them all in to get into one place together for your budget sessions and save a lot of time. So now that we have covered our transaction logging to give us a snapshot of where we're at and then revisiting and creating new goals for alignment between our current spending and our goals by the end of the year, we took that to inform our new budget rules and outlining our expenses that will be on a regular basis. So the last step, I believe, in just doing a budget refresh, not necessarily, you know, pulling things together that have been out of control recently, but just for a general refresh is to check in on various things that are somewhat on autopilot in your money right now. So that would include your savings contributions, your investing, your credit report and credit um, score, and then just also any debt repayments that you're doing. Um, These are long-term-ish goals, you know, depending on what your status is with your savings, investing, and credit card repayments. But these are things that still require regular check-ins just to make sure everything is everything in place and performing as you would hope. Obviously, like investing is an important thing to me, but it is a low-maintenance activity. So periodically, I do still log into my IRA accounts, my 401k account with my company, just to make sure things are performing well, nothing looks crazy, nothing's out of sync, out of whack. Um, And then I'm also going to check in on my savings goals, uh, especially if I have various bank accounts that I don't check often, I'm going to make sure that I have the minimums that I wanted to have set in each account. I have my regular deposits still going and those are looking good. But this is also a great time, especially if you're doing this just twice a year or once a quarter to check your credit score, your credit reports, and to ensure that everything is accurate. You know, this isn't something that we think about on a daily basis. 
and you want to build it into a process like when refreshing your budget so that it's not something that falls off to the side and you never check on it. So if you don't know already, a few resources for your credit report and your credit score include annualcreditreport.com where you can get a weekly credit report. As of now, it's normally one free uh, report every year, but right now it's still one week as a holdover benefit, I guess, from the pandemic where uh, you can double check all of your contact or let's just say identity, identity and address information is correct but also any credit lines on your account, you want to make sure there are no inaccuracies. If there are inaccuracies, you do want to send a letter to the bureaus and also the Credit Financial Bureau. Um, I don't remember all of, all of the words of their acronym, but it's a CFPB, and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well. You want to report those things to them so that they can do an investigation too rectify those inaccuracies but then also having an idea of where you are with your credit score that kind of gives you an idea of what your spending power is in terms of getting a new loan a new car a new home all of those things are affected by your credit score so you want to have an idea where you stand there and if you are uh being like a good steward of your money and just paying your bills on time keeping your spending low that's unnecessary, not having too high of expenses, it, you should have a pretty good credit score or an improving credit score, you know, if you're still affected by things you've done in your past. So just taking the time to check all of those things on a regular basis and regular meaning like quarterly or longer um, is helpful. Like you don't have to do this all the time, but it is something that is helpful to put into this section of your time that you dedicate to your money. But the key here is just to make all of this a regular practice. Whether you do some of these steps on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, but others on a monthly, quarterly basis, as long as you're checking it with your money and you're making sure that you're taking steps that'll positively help you in the future and it is also something that is serving you now, not crippling you, or um, consistently contributing to like a, a craving of vice, a, a something negative that you know isn't really serving you. Like you're on a good path if you're avoiding all of that and you're you're being intentional with your money. But I know all of this can be very confusing, can be very overwhelming at best when you're trying to do it alone, when you're trying to go through this process on your own. So I highly encourage you to join my email list. Go ahead and get that free budget template that I have on Google Sheets. And I also have the free money journal. And you'll automatically be on my email list to get tips and tricks on continuing to stay on top of your money, whether you're looking to improve your lifestyle, improve your finances, or improve your abundance mindsets. Joining my community is a great first step to take and then when you're ready to go to that next step I invite you to join my online community Be She Collective where we talk about all things money all things money mindset all things financial abundance and helping you get to that lifestyle that you want deserve and it is yours if you step out and reach for it by joining my community you get access to all of these tools that I talk about for free and all the future updates 
plus free trainings, plus chats with other women who are dedicated to improving their financial life. Whether you're single, whether you have a family, whether you're married, we can all benefit from this and we are all in this together. So I'm here to help you on this journey when you're ready to join. I hope that this episode alone has been helpful in your journey with your money mindset, with your budgeting in a very practical way. And I'd love to help you more when you're ready. But I appreciate you for tuning into this episode. Regardless, I hope that you've gotten some golden nuggets out of it. And if you have, please do leave me a review at Spotify. If you listen to the podcast there and Apple Podcasts, I really appreciate it. It'll help us reach more people out there who want to be more effective with their personal money management but that's all I have for today so I hope it gave what it was supposed to give and you know we'll be back next time with this heat but in the meantime keep it sheet